Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Absolutely. You know, um, I I think one of the cool things uh, in in this organization is, is how... Uh, you know, communicative and how well I work with uh, Chris Greer um, and and as well as how I can separate what my job is and what his job is and how we move forward. We're, um, I'm very encouraged they're, they're, you know, both to his representation and, and our um, organization is hard at work. Um, those timelines are impossible to predict and I'm not you know, my, my main concern this offseason has been communicating what, what Tua um, needs from his head coach and his offensive coaching staff, which is what things can we identify to continue the progression um, of your game the same way that we have since day one. My belief um, has always been strong from day one in Tua. It's stronger um, than it was the first day I met him. And that's because uh, of, of that relationship where I'm focused, which is um, continuing to provide the coaching so he can continue to evolve his game as, as he has since the second that I started talking to him. Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel discussing Tua Tungavailoa's contract. And it is time, Joe, to head out to the Toyota of Hollywood hotline shop. Hundreds of Toyotas indoors. One of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. All right. Thank you, Woody. Let's go right uh, to the combine. Kyle Krabs, Locked On Fins podcast, joins us this morning. Kyle, how you doing? I'm, I'm good, Joe. I'm out here in India. I think the biggest adjustment that I have to make is it's still Eastern time zone, but it is dark as all get out here. And it's like 730 and it's freaking me out. I'll be honest. <laughs> Hey, uh, so uh, you got to uh, hear what Mike McDaniel had to say uh, about Tua and, or, or Chris Greer, who they have a good working relationship, but I'm not surprised about the Tua stuff. That relationship has been good. I, I think the resume has been great for both of them because Mike's system has brought Tua from down and out to being a really good quarterback, so I'm not surprised that he wants to get him an extension. What about you? Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense based off the play of the last two years, and you've seen positive progression from the offense, even if it didn't end the season on the most promising of notes or, or most optimistic of notes. And uh, to his performance, you know, it's unfortunate that you lost a couple years on his rookie contract, but when you think about a second contract, the first probably two years uh, of a second quarterback contract, you can still have – Kind of the, the lack of major impact of a big money quarterback contract. So is this team, you think about 2024 and 2025 and their aspirations for yeah. 
keeping the team together and maximizing this nucleus and, and trying to find the right ancillary players to put around who they do have on the roster. Um, making an extension with Tua makes sense for that perspective as well from a salary cap strategy perspective. All right, so saying that, we, we've talked to everybody, and I know you and I have talked about I feel for months um, when you come on with us. Um, so would you, from what you've seen, would – and I understand, by the way, the financial part is a big part of this too. Extend Tua <laughs> – or would you make him play out that fifth year option? I think if you're if you're able to avoid Christian Wilkins on the franchise tag, but you're intent on bringing him back. So if you figure that one out, I have a little bit more of an appetite to let him play out the fifth year. And and you know, the, the, I guess the risk there is the the dollar amounts are going to be uncomfortable either way for a quarterback contract extension, just based on the way that the market has gone. But if he goes out and he plays healthy again and he stays healthy again and, and gets over this hump that everybody wants the team to get over, uh, I can only assure you the salary cap's going to go up even higher, which means the percentage of the salary cap that's going to be in the conversation for the average for his contract is only going to go higher. Uh, so do you have enough conviction? This, this is the question the Dolphins need to answer, and I think we know what their answer is. Do you have enough conviction in him as a player to know that he's definitively going to be here for the next three to four years? And if the answer is yes, you probably just need to get this deal done now and move forward. Yeah. Which, by the way, you know Mike and Chris have probably spent hours and hours along with others around him talking about this this topic and the good and the bad. And, and uh, by the way, there's got to be an amazing amount of pressure to win a playoff game, too, that everybody's talked about and it's been written about every day by our by our media down here. And and we've talked about it a lot. So yeah, it's uh it's an interesting one. Hey, you think the Christian Wilkins, I was gonna ask you that. So do you think he gets tagged before this uh, this date's coming up next week, uh the deadline on the franchise tag. What do you think happens? Yeah, I believe it's the fifth. And we've heard kind of both sides of this. Uh Dan Graziano from ESPN said he didn't expect him to get away. We've heard some more uh, positive or, or not positive momentum, but we've heard more of that drumbeat kind of building up. And then Mike's asked about Christian Wilkins at the buzzer at the end of his press availability yesterday. And he said, he's excited for the opportunity that Christians uh, has ahead of him that he's earned. And it's kind of like, well, that doesn't sound like language for somebody that's going to be used to have the franchise tag used on. And we heard Chris Green say Christians earn the right to be a free agent. Yeah. They're on the so same I- page on those comments. Yeah. <laughs> I have a really hard time kind of getting a feel like is, is the threat of the franchise tag really just trying to leverage to, to close the middle ground between the two sides on getting an actual extension done? I don't know. I, I, I really have um, a hard time getting a gauge on this one. It, it seems like the reports have indicated that, yes, franchise tag likely in play, but then you hear the actual comments from, from Chris and, and Mike and – you know, I wouldn't expect them necessarily come out and say, this is exactly what we're going to do. But you did hear several other executives yesterday, including Eric DeCosta from the Baltimore Ravens, come out and say, yeah, if we can't get a deal done with Justin Matabuik, our defensive tackle, uh, we're going to use a franchise tag on. So it's just a really interesting dynamic for Christian and how yeah. they've, they've, they specifically have been handling their comments with it. Hey, before we talk a little bit about the draft and that first and second pick, and, and we're still trying to figure out because of free agency where the Dolphins are going to be looking, the uh, – the Vic Fangio, I know you're up in the Philadelphia area in that departure, and, and I know because I've talked to some of my buds up there, and they're like, oh, finally got our guy that can get this thing done with the defense. This is what we need. And down here, 
and and Mike was very nice about it. We spent a lot of time talking, and I was like, yeah, okay, man, I, whatever. I, what was your take about the way everything went down? I think everybody's got their own thoughts on it. I, I think Mike uh, handled the question about Vic's departure very diplomatically. Yes. Um, but uh, I think at the end of the day, Vic from the very jump did not dismiss the idea when asked back last March whether or not he wanted to be in Philadelphia or not. And then the season plays out the way that it does. I don't think it's a coincidence that Mike McDaniel in his opening state or in his statement when they first hired Anthony Weaver talks about uh, parallels in our core beliefs and we both believe in player development as an essential part of long-term success as an NFL franchise, and then Anthony Weaver goes up there and talks about player development. And All we heard from Vic was he wanted, wanted some of his guys in here, and the GM heard my advice, and he didn't take it on who to sign. And it just it, it wasn't a fit. Yeah. And the, I, that's okay. Uh, I, I think they certainly have gone above and beyond with who they hired in Anthony Weaver to correct for that element. And now the question is whether the strategic side of it, which is what Vic was very good at, uh, is, is also going to be success with this hire as well. Coach him hard and love him hard. Uh, I was thinking, yeah, man, that's a that's a that's a Mike McDaniel right there, man. Pat him on the back, tell him you love him, and then go out and, and coach him. So, I, I want to ask you about this free agency. The the other part, a couple important guys, one of the best centers and one of the best guards are are free agents, mm-hmm. Connor Williams and and Rob Hunt. So. What uh, you, you probably can't sign them both. What do you think? Um, so so Drew Rosenhaus kind of came out earlier this week, and and or was it over the weekend, and, and said that the, from Connor's perspective, with the injury, they may have a longer and more drawn out free agent process. So I don't think that's necessarily a door that will close all the way. The challenge for Miami is. I can't go through free agency and not sign a center to say, hey, well, maybe we'll get Connor back in June. And then say, oh, well, we'll see how the board falls, but if the board doesn't fall well, then we, we won't draft the center because maybe we'll get Connor in June. Like that's not having a contingency plan or a, a formal move to address that position before June and July feels like a major, major risk that I would not have an appetite for taking. So yeah. if they want to wait that long, I think maybe that that does set the stage for a transition for Miami. Uh, and then Robert Hunt, the challenge is just with the influx in cap for all the teams. And if Robert's on the open market, when he's uh, when, when the league calendar year starts in the middle of March, that's going to be a very robust contract because teams are going to be thirsting for quality offensive linemen. And he, he's probably the best guard available. Yeah. So, mm. That's getting into a bidding war that I don't think Miami has the ammunition to win with the other things that they want to accomplish. So if they're going to get Robert Dunn, tick tock, you have about two weeks get yeah. that one ironed out. So uh, I, I had a couple guys in, in our in our little fraternity of uh, going around the league have called me about X Man and go, man, I thought he's really good. We were watching and I, I was surprised. And I go, well, I, I think it was more to do, you know, with money and he was injured at the end of the year. Uh, but that's going to be a hole for the Dolphins. I, I know you agree with that. So so does that move up the priority list now to either in free agency or the draft to, to now all of a sudden uh, get a cornerback? Because after the X-Man uh, left, 
there's a big drop-off for the next guys up. I would not be surprised if that is the heir apparent Cam Smith, who you used your second-round pick on last year. And Let's be honest, like Cam Smith looked really good in training camp and in the preseason. He made a lot of plays. Um, I think this defense that we're expecting to get from Anthony Weaver is maybe a, a little bit more direct in assignments, particularly on the outside for the corners. So maybe that helps with the learning curve. And if there was a perceived learning curve for Cam Smith or Vic didn't just, just didn't want to play him and didn't like him, I don't know. I, I think if they're going to go back to um, a little bit more man coverage at times, I think that not only helps Cam Smith, I think it helps Cater Kohu, who has played inside and outside, was really good in 2022 as a primary nickel and primarily a man coverage defender. And then he gets in this zone match stuff playing in the nickel where you got to be in communication with your safety behind you. You got to be in communication with your linebacker and it kind of forced him to play really slow. So I, I think this, the shift in the scheme has the potential to help both of those guys. And if that's the case, then I would be looking for a vet corner uh, that, that, Someone like Eli Apple, maybe not necessarily Eli Apple, but like that would probably be my market yeah. personally for a cornerback. Kyle, I, I, I got to tell you can, you, can you really trust? I mean, I just refuse to blame this all on Vic Fangio, this Cam Smith thing. I think it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I've had grumpy old coaches that I had, and they had guys I know they didn't like. It would, it would have been impossible to like them because they could really make it tough on these coaches. But as long as they were good on Sunday, their ass played. And I have a belief that most coaches or most teams are this way, that if Cam Smith goes from not playing at all, what, 20 snaps, very seldom. I mean, he just didn't play at all uh, to, to being a starter. What a turnaround that would be if it happened. So you think that could happen, though, huh? I, I think from a team-building strategy, I think it, it needs to happen. I think they need to figure out how that, that needs to happen, and they make it happen. So whether that's – I know there's been yeah. some changes in the, the coaching rooms, the positional coaching rooms, not just the defensive coordinator in the secondary for Miami. So, yeah, I think a little veteran competition be healthy. I'm not spending big on that spot. You have a second-round pick. And at some point, these dudes got to play, and I know you feel the same way. For a team that has made, what, 13, 14 draft picks in the last three years or, or has made – seven draft picks in the last two years. Yeah. The guys that you have that you spent reasonable picks on, they need to find the field and you need to get them on the field. And that's part of, if you're going to talk about having long-term success and sustainability and player development, all these things being pillars of, of who you want to be. When you pick low volume, those guys got to play, but they, they, they also got to, pl- uh, they also got to, they got to hit, but they also got to play in yeah. order for them to get the experience that they need to be a hit for you. All right, so um, now the other part of what you do is the draft part. Um, so, so real quickly, it, it looks like the wide receiver class, the tackle class, and the quarterback class look look real strong. Um, I don't know where do you stand on what you'd like to do with this first and second pick, which I think are really, really important for two guys that need to come in and friggin' play this year. What, what are your thoughts? So I, I think what you just said there about having two guys with the first and second round pick who contribute right away, um, I agree wholeheartedly. And I think the best way that you do that is you leave the door open 
to drafting the best players available. When you draft for need, think about a lot of the shortcomings of recent draft picks in Miami. And it's, it's trying to fill a need in the midst of a run of a position, trading up for Liam Eikenberg, right? Drafting Charles Harris in the first round in 2017 because you needed a pass rusher. Those kinds of picks when you say, well, we don't have a center on the roster other than Liam Eikenberg. We need to draft the center. What happens if there's Jackson Powers Johnson, the Oregon kid, goes to Pittsburgh in front of you? Do you just automatically take the next center down the board at 21? That's, that's not maximizing your value. Yeah, that's so a good point. I think Miami's first wave in free agency, it's really important for them to get complimentary players, not necessarily big-dollar players, but complimentary players that give them the confidence that we have enough competition at our major areas of concern so that we can go into the draft and just pick the best players. Because the best players, guess what? They're going to find the field. That's right. That's so that, that for me is what this is all about, is, is don't box and pigeonhole yourself into two positions. Say, oh, we need a wide receiver to tackle. Because that's a first-class ticket to stressing yourself and not maximizing these opportunities. Yeah, that's good stuff. Kyle, thank you, man. I really appreciate you coming on from, uh, from Indy. And, uh, hey, if you don't mind, love to talk to you next week after spending all week there. I think Chris Greer is going to talk this week as well. And love to get your thoughts on, uh, on everything, plus what you see from all the different positions next week. Thank you so much. Count me in, Joe. I'll talk all to you right. soon. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.